Welcome to HopeNet Radio, connecting generations to save lives from destructive lifestyles and suicide. Suicide was definitely something that was on my mind a lot. I wanted the pain of life to just stop. My dad is kind of verbally abusive, and he's also a workaholic. When I was hanging around with a bad group, I got raped. I was angry with God for the longest time. A couple weeks ago, my cousin hung himself. I really need to get closer to God. I just slipped so far. HopeNet Radio. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome to HopeNet Radio, where conversations save lives. This is episode 103 and the next in our series on Faith Fundamentals. My name is Jeff. With me tonight is the guy who will take you to church any day of the week, Dave Wager. How you doing, man? Good, good. Yeah, I'll take I'll take you to church. I, I was just there last night with our youth group and loving every second of it. We had backwards night, backwards night at church. Can you believe that? Did you have to walk in the door backwards? You know what? Everything was so weird. I hated everything about it. I, I mean, <laughs> but I ran it. So that sounds pretty backwards. Too. You know, it was backwards. And I I just I hooded sweatshirt on backwards all night. Do you know how that drove me nuts? I believe it. Yeah, it did. It drove me absolutely nuts. We, I spoke from the back of the room. <laughs> did they face you? Yes. I made them. I, we turned the chairs around because last year we did it and the kids sat backwards in a chair and I said, we're not doing that again. So, so you, 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 they didn't even look at you when you taught? Yeah, I turned, yeah, last year. But this year we turned them <laughs> around. So I tell you, I, I love, I, I love going to, um, to church and working with young people. I, I absolutely love it. I've been doing it since 1970. So you can do the math. And I have, and I've yet to stop, and I love every second of it. So, um, for those out there that are not loving um, being a part of a church, I hope you you spend some time listening to us tonight, because there's something valuable there that you need to grab, and and we want you to grab it. We want you to understand it. it and it's not that there aren't any issues and problems that we won't discuss that kind of thing, but we do want to talk about. Uh, what is going on that's valuable that we need to be a part of mm-hmm. and and hopefully we can we can agree on some things and talk about uh, some real issues and, and help people put this in perspective all right and you guys know this but jason is back with us as well on the show tonight jason how's your week been oh it's been great it's been great uh miss being on last week but it's good to be back as always you know it's fun hanging out with you guys and just talking and being able to encourage each other so it's i'm Glad to be back. Yeah, well, it's good to have you back. And tonight we have a great conversation. I know we've been even talking before the show began about our topic. And tonight we're going to focus on the next part of our faith fundamentals, and that is the church. We're going to talk about what it means to be part of the church, be part of a church, um, what the church's purpose is. Some people think, well, I go to church, so. I must be a good person, or it makes me a Christian, or um, it's why I'm saved, because I'm part of a church. And so we have a lot of questions. Even today, we looked at last month, we had Pope Francis come to America, and our whole media culture was focused on this one guy who tends to be looked at as, in some ways, the head of the church. Now, that might not be true for you, but based on our culture, he is a figure of the church. He's a person that resembles, exemplifies, is basically a figure that people say, well, if I'm going to go to church, this would be a guy that I would see as someone that would know something about the church. So it was kind of neat to see our culture for a time fixated on, in some ways, the church and organized religion or faith or whatever. So uh, it just kind of opened up the dialogue for us to talk about what it means to be the church and what the church really is all about. Because there's a lot of different ideas out there, some misconceptions about church, and uh, and of course, each of us have been to a church, have been in, in the church for a while, and so we've got some experience there. So we want to talk about this, and we would love for you to be a part of the conversation with us. So if you are on Twitter, you can send us your questions, your comments, thoughts, anything you got on the tweet back. If you're on Twitter, use the hashtag HNRTB, it's the HopeNet Radio tweet back. And you can be part of this conversation. You can also shoot us an email anytime at hope at hopenet360.com. We would love to discuss your questions, uh, share your ideas, share your thoughts with our audience as well. And every week we have some great conversations with you guys. So, guys, let's start. I guess at the beginning, when we think about church, there are some that are listening tonight uh, that we want to address. We want to talk about different people groups tonight. So the first one I want to talk about are people who have been maybe outside the church, have maybe thought about going to church, have looked at the church. When you look from their perspective or when you look at the purpose of the church, what do you think people see today 
and what it means to be the church. Well, that's an interesting question. I think if you were to take surveys around our nation, uh, that would be a tough one to come up with because it depends. You know, some people look at a name of a church. Uh, if you're a Protestant and a, and a church has a Catholic name on it, you're going to stay away. If you're Catholic and it has a Protestant name, you're going to stay away. You know, it's. I would like to suggest, though, that it's really hard to know what a church is by the name on the church. It's hard to understand what it's really about. Um, and, and for some reason, the church has become really, uh, even with the Pope here and that kind of thing, a, a big institutional thing hmm. um, that is hard to grab when the early church was really more of a, a family kind of thing. And really, you'll find that, that a lot of churches still have that, that family aspect in there. I mean... I think when you're trying to evaluate churches, first defi- first you got to come up with a definition of what it is. You know, Jason, if I were to ask you to give me a definition of the church, well, what would you say? Personally, I would say that it's about the people, you know, because if, if you know anything about the church, um, and I learned this in school too, but it, it's true once I learned the actual meaning behind it, but church comes from the Greek word ekklesia. And really what that means, the original intent behind it was the church or the gathering, the group of people. But what we, I think we've confused that with is oftentimes when they say, you know, are you going to church? It's a building. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's the foundation, I think, where we start to get it wrong is because as a, as a society, we focus so much on what happens in the building, whether it be the way things are organized, the programs that go on, and we're missing the people. And yeah. that's what the church is about is the people so it, it, and the relationships that exist there. Yeah, so sometimes it's hard to figure out where the relationships are because of the fact that you go and sit, maybe, maybe you go to a church and there is no relationship within the church. Right. I mean, it's a, it's an event. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been to a, a sports event, a basketball game, football game, or something? I've been to a Bears game. Yeah, you've been to a Bears. Well, yeah. So <laughs> it's a huge church. That's kind of like going to uh, Purgatory and back, isn't it? Or, I, <laughs> wow! Wow! Yeah, they, no. they did win. All right. I, <laughs> first of all. Don't send me an email. I don't believe in purgatory, but I, I'm just saying. I, the, the bottom line really is, if you're going to treat church like an event, uh, like a weekly event, yeah, I, th- I think you're missing something. Would, would that be right? I, I would say so. Not only that, but there would be weeks then that you're disappointed mm-hmm. if it's about an event because no event is always perfect. Yeah, you're right. I mean, so if I'm sitting there and this is an event, it'd be like, I mean, I would not go to a Bears game. You know what I mean? What if they played the Packers? I, well, I would be. I'd be going to a Packer game then. <laughs> oh. So, what, if, what if it was at Soldier Field? <laughs> I would, no, I wouldn't go. I, I, I have before. See, that's the funny part. I have before. And it's an event. I got booed. People yelled at you. It was, yeah. I don't want to go back there. <laughs> you know what I mean? So so the event disappointed me. And, right. and, I, and as funny as it is, I mean, that is a valid evaluation because yeah. – for some reason, football teams do have, they have no problem gathering people. Hmm. You know, I mean, millions of people actually watch by TV and, and actually go to the stadium. So, but it's an event mm-hmm. and, and, and people are either happy or disappointed and the coaches and players either know what they're doing or not. And, and unfortunately, unfortunately, people look at the church like that. I mean, they'll sit during the service and they'll evaluate the pastor like you did Jay Cutler or something, yeah. you know, and, and that's not fair. Because right. that's not what it is. Church isn't an event. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like evaluating a family meal. You know, you sit down and you start evaluating, you know, how your mom served the spaghetti or something. And, and, and instead of enjoying the fact that your mom made spaghetti and gave it to you and loves you, it's, it's like, no, mom, you should have twirled it this way and that way. And I'm not coming back to this table again. <laughs> I mean, I mean I'm, I'm not doing it. And, and so, you know, it's, it's kind of a mechanical versus a, a relational kind of existence. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it, the interesting thing about church, some people would look out and, and say, you know, if you ask, if I was to ask you as the question, what makes church a church? What do you think from the outside people looking in and thinking about church? What do you think makes a church a church? Like what do they need? Do they need a steeple to be a church? Uh, you know what? I think the American mind would go, they need a bunch of fundraiser people. Oh Yeah. That's probably true. I mean, they're they're always ask, they're they're always asking for money. So I mean, that would be one of my my things that an outsider might think of if you go into a church. Yeah. The funny thing is, it's not that they use the money for bad either. It's just if you're helping people, that's an endless endless thing that you do. Yeah. So you will always probably need it. But I think it's an unfair evaluation, uh, even though I think it's there. 
Yeah. You know, there are a lot of misconceptions. When we come back, we're going to talk about some of the common misconceptions and misperceptions of church because we all have them. I have some false misconceptions. I have some false thinking about what the church really is. We all do. But we're going to kind of break through some of those, do some myth busting as well. So stick around with us here on the show. Remember, you can connect with a live coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. This conversation is just getting started here at HopeNet Radio. Are you hurting? Stressed out? Need somebody to talk to? Chat with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at HopeNet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. Connect with us on the Tweetback right now. Use the hashtag HNRTB. Jeff, DW, Jason with you tonight on the show. And we're talking about the church. This is part of our Faith Fundamentals series. And so we're going to talk about what it means to be the church, what the church is really all about. Because when you look out in the world today, there are many that have maybe thought about church. There are some that have never been to a church before. Can you believe that? In America, Hmm. there are people who have never stepped foot in church before, who never even thought about it. And we need to be the church, which means going to those and making sure that people know really about what it means to have a relationship with God. So we're speaking to a few different types of people tonight on the show, those who maybe have never been to a church before, some who have grown up and been a part of the church, maybe some that have been in church and they have walked away from the church and have never gone back for one reason or another or 50 reasons. We all have those things. And in this part of the conversation, guys, I want to talk about some of the misconceptions that we all in some way have of the church. And I'll start out. One of the first ones that I think I had for a time or that we think is that going to church makes me a Christian. And I love the the saying that going to church does not make you a Christian more than going to McDonald's makes you a Big Mac. Whoa. Wow. That's yeah. profound. That is. Did, did Ronald McDonald say that one? I think that might have been who it was. He was yeah. Pastor Ronald. Pastor Ronald <laughs> McDonald. <laughs> oh, that would be Reverend. Yeah, I, I, have no, I have no idea. You know what? You're right. I mean, the, the misconception of the church. First of all, I, I think just... Everyone needs to understand, everyone who's listening and, and us right here in this room, we, we need to realize that when we believe something, we just believe it. It doesn't make it true. Just believing something doesn't make it true. So, so we can believe that the church is whatever it is, but until we actually know what it is, you know, we need to be careful about what we say about it. Uh, Jason gave us the, the original word that it was, what was that word? Ecclesia. Yeah. And, and, and if you know how to say that, man, you are one smart dude. But it means what, Jason? It means uh, like the gathering, the congregation, the group, the of family people, kind the of family. thing, right? right it, the exactly. word, the, the words that are used are fellowship, that kind of thing. So, I, I think that that just going to church, if you think you're going to gain like a status of being um, a Christian, first of all, you don't understand anything about Christianity because going to church has nothing to do with it, as as, as Jeff just said. It has everything to do with being a part of God's family. If you are a part of God's family. And I think, you know, Jeff, this misconception, I think if people really don't see any value in going to church, then they need to ask if they're really a part of God's family. That would be my question. Mm. Because family members want to be together. Yeah. That, that's one of the things they want to do. And, and the absence of that desire, I would question in a person's life. And if you have questions about any of these misconceptions or even what it means to be a Christian, I just want to encourage you to go and chat with a live coach right now. But second misconception would be, that and this is a common argument. If you look in and you read the, uh, there's a book that was put out by David Kinnaman uh, called "You Lost Me," and there were some things that he brought up about Christianity and how outsiders view Christians in the church. And one of those things is that people at church are just hypocrites. And this is a common accusation. This is a common maybe excuse for not being part of a church, but I think it's also important. It has to be said. We have to address this. Why do you think, guys? that there would be a, a notion that people at church are just hypocrites. Well, because people in general are hypocrites. I mean, the church is made up of people that are the same everywhere in the world. Yeah, go anywhere and talk to anybody, and you'll find that they're hypocritical on something. Right. So I don't, I don't think that flies unless you're saying, I, I mean, what are you trying to do? Find a place that has Martians at it that don't have human characteristics or something? Right. It's almost as if people have an expectation that if a person is at church, then they're perfect. Right. Which isn't true because not, no mm. person is perfect. Yeah, and it's it's like re- rejecting, like if, if I said to you, Jeff, I, you know, Jeff, I never want to see you again because I don't like Jason. <laughs> you know, or, or, yeah. or, or it's like expecting to sad. have a, an honest president. Yeah, 
I mean, that kind of thing. <laughs> you know, sorry, I didn't mean to be. No, negative, you, you're not opening any can of worms there. <laughs> no, no. But I mean, when you think of politicians, I mean, you could do that. But they, they, they say things, but they don't fulfill them, that kind of thing. Hypocrites, whatever. We can throw that word hypocrite around for like everything. Right. And so when it's thrown around the church, there comes a. There comes a time where what you say doesn't matter anymore when you use something that has no meaning. Does that make sense? Mm, yeah. And this doesn't have any meaning, really. If, so if you're using the excuse, I don't want to go to church because it's full of hypocrites, why don't you just say, I don't want to go to church because it's full of people who all have problems, because all people have problems. Right. And, yeah. and, and that's not a reason to avoid people, and that's not a reason to avoid a place. Everybody does. Mm-hmm. We all struggle with self-centeredness. We all struggle with which proves... Why you need to go to a place where people are dealing with reality mm-hmm. and talking about these things because now we can at least address the issues rather than and sweep them under the carpet. If, you're, if you go to a place where people are pretending to be perfect, I would get out of there anyway. Yeah. That wouldn't be a place where I'd want to be. So uh, it's yeah. funny because if you're rejecting because of hypocrisy, I, I would say, well, that's a human condition. But if you go to a place and, they're, and you see that everybody's perfect, I would stay away from there too because they're not. Right. And that's not that's not the real church. Here's a third one. The third misconception of the church, and this is probably more from the outside, and again, a lot of these are just excuses, but it goes like this. It says, the church just wants my money. What do you guys think about that? Yeah. You know <laughs> I was that for an answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean I mean every organization needs money to, to, to function. Right. You know, whether you're a church, whether you're a company, whether you're a camp, Fortune five hundred company, whether you're People are out there, to, you know, they got to function for money. Where you yeah, well, put it, no, put it in the same perspective. Hey, what are the Green Bay Packers about? Money. It, Winning. Why well, go there? <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't want to oh, go sorry. that far, Jeff. I didn't want to yeah, go that okay, far. Okay, All right, forget it. What, 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 what is Walmart about? You know, money. It, you, could, you could say all you want. We're about caring for people's needs at Walmart or whatever they talk about. You know, really, you're about bottom line money. You really are. That's why you're there. Mm-hmm. When you go to a, a nonprofit organization in the United States of America, you have to understand something. They're a nonprofit for a reason. We're one of the unique places that have this. Right. The nonprofit means that, like Silver Birch Ranch is a nonprofit, which means that we have a mission that drives us, and the mission is not money. Mm-hmm. Therefore, the government says you get to take donations to help you keep the mission alive because the mission has nothing to do with money. Mm -hmm. If our mission had to do with money, then we wouldn't be a nonprofit 501c3 organization. But but because we are, it has nothing to do with money. So since it has nothing to do with money, I can go to, to Jeff and say, Jeff, I would love for you to donate to our cause because we actually lose money on what we do because we're not doing it for money. We're doing it to help somebody. Now, now that... So when you go to a church, if they say, we need to take money to help X, Y, Z, it's not because they're about money. It's because they're not about money. Because if they were about money, you wouldn't get in without paying. And, and they would, you'd be paying your fee like you would at Lambeau Field. So if they were about money, you would be getting a, a, a bill for attending on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. But you're not. So the reason you even hear it is because they're not about money. Does that make sense? Or did I just muddy the waters? No, it makes yeah, it made a, makes perfect sense. Yeah, it was you know a couple of cents, I'd say. Yeah, a couple of cents. Really good. We're gonna get to a dollar by the end of the show here. <laughs> another so. thing too, and this is another thing that David has really mentioned in his book. You lost me. Is that church people at church? Not only are they hypocritical, but they're intolerant. They're unfriendly. They hate homosexuals. All these different things. These I would say they're misconceptions, but in some ways they kind of ring true. And, and I want to talk about some of these as well, that, you know, being unfriendly, being intolerant, being, you want to call it bigoted or hateful of certain people groups, is this something that w- should keep people away from church? Again, you're describing the human condition. Hmm. And church is a place that deals with the human condition. If you want to go on the outside, just forget church for a second, there are homosexuals that hate Christians. Mm-hmm. So, so if, if that's your only criterion, you're going to be in trouble. Because now you have nothing to believe in, because every human being has flaws. And guess what? This proves what the Bible says and why we need church, because the Bible tells us that all have sinned. 
Every human being has sinned, and God has a solution for it, and that's what we can find to those who really are in God's family and, and are really part of the universal church. And we'll have to talk about that more in the next segment. Check out tonight's show notes at hopenet360.com. We've got some links. We've got things we've talked about on this show, and especially about the church, some great articles that we can refer you guys to to check out some more questions and get some more info on really what the church, the purpose, the mission, and maybe even how to find a good church. So check out the show notes at HopeNet360.com. The conversation will continue here on HopeNet Radio. We're connecting parents with their teens in real conversations that save lives. HopeNet Radio on Q90FM. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. Having some fun during the breaks on the tweet back. Use the hashtag HNRTV if you're on Twitter. Or shoot us an email at hope at hopeat360.com. And uh, guys, we've been having a great conversation. This is a hot topic, talking about church, because not only do a lot of people have misconceptions about church, but a lot of us have different experiences with church. Some have been in many different churches for various reasons. Some have moved. Some have left the church because it might have been mean or it may have been uh, uncomfortable to stay there. And you may have been hurt by the church. You may have been hurt by somebody who is in leadership at the church. Church is messy. So we've been having some some dialogue going on back and forth, and we'd love to hear from you tonight with us on the show. Uh, one thing, one other thing about the church, the misconceptions that are out there of the church. A lot of them come back to the idea that church is about me or that church is for me. And while that is true, church is also for your next door neighbor whose dog poops in your yard every day or does something that drives you nuts. So the church isn't just for you, the one that steals your pumpkin off your porch. You know, those kinds of people God wants to be in his family. So the church is as much of an organization, like we talk about going to church, like going to a building. But the the church, the other part of the church that we have to discuss is that it involves an organism. It's an organic thing. It's It involves people. It's not limited necessarily to one building or a couple of buildings or a parsonage or any of these churchy words that we use. It's people. It involves real lives. And you and I, as Christians, we become part of the quote-unquote church, and that's the universal context. It's people who have existed through history and all that. You know, Jeff, you're saying some words there that grab me, so can I, can I throw something at you here? Absolutely, yeah. You use these words in in different contexts, but you said expectations, messy, and people. Hmm. I mean, those are words that you had in there. And and what I would what I would love people to think about is, what do you think, Jason or, or Jeff? What is an expectation of church? Because if we don't, if you're not going to church today, it's probably because an expectation has been met. But what hmm. is the expectation? What what do you think people expect from church? I think I think it's a variety of different things. You know, depending on what they're looking for. You know, even people in my generation, there's different things that they look for. But, but we're all hypocrites. Right. We're all sinners. Right. So what's your expectation? My expectation is that I'm going to go to church where nobody's perfect. All right. Okay. And, and, and so what, why go? Because I'm imperfect too. Okay. And, uh, you, what you go on here is messy is the next word I was hearing. Messy. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about messiness, you know, we all, again, we've talked about this, things can get messy in life. And people who go to church are people that have expectations of having needs met. Yes. Right? Yes. Jesus, when he said, all right, here's what Christianity is. It's about loving God and loving people. So what should church be about, probably? Loving God and loving people. Got it. So that's where we're at. So what church is about is for me to go and learn how to obey God and learn how to care about others. That's yeah. what church is. Mm. If my expectation is I'm going to church so that it's about caring about me, mm. I just messed up. Right, right. And, and that's the, the messy part. You know, and, and sometimes it's just the name of the church again. I remember when our church was going through a, a time where they wanted to name our church and they were taking suggestions. And my suggestion was not listened to. And everyone thought I was joking, but I wasn't. <laughs> I wanted it to be called the pretty good church. <laughs> Nobody, they just laughed. And I said, no, I said, no, listen, it's a pretty good church. I mean, you can come to your neighbors and say, do you go to church? I go to a pretty good church. Yeah. Which one? The pretty good church. And, and my pastors, he's a, he's a pretty good pastor. And the people are pretty good people. In other words, I wasn't saying it, it's a great church. 
and, and people were laughing at it, but my philosophical side was kicking and saying, it doesn't have to be called the church of the what, the this and that and the holy this and, and, and it's all perfect stuff. It, it doesn't need to do that because right. the church is a bunch of sinful people. And what we can do is, hey, we're not, we're, you know, we're pretty good. There, there are times where we mess up. There are times where things fall off the shelf. We got to sweep it up and stuff. But, you know, as a whole, you know, I find uh, Christians on television, this, this Duger guy and some other people are on television and, I find if they mess up, boy, they get they get raked over the coals. Yeah, and 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 you know what? They shouldn't be messing up. I understand that, but there's not a human being that hasn't messed up, mm-hmm. not yeah. one. Yeah, and and to be a part of a church, you are a part. You know, your expectation should first of all be in line, or you're going to be disappointed. It's about God, and it's about me helping others. That's what it's about. And and I'm going to be in a messy place. I'm yeah. going to be. So dress for it. You're, you're going to be in a messy place. It's it's really about people, and people are sinful, and and maybe we should rename the church Pretty Good Church. I mean, it's not about perfection. It's really about a place where we can work the plan we have, where we make a better plan, and, and, and grow together and care for each other. Does that upset you guys that I just went off on a tirade like that? No, I think it's great, and I think you're getting at the point of, of what we're trying to get at here is that church in and of itself is about the people. You know, yeah, you go there and you're challenged in the word, which is part of it, because we want to grow as a community in loving God more, like you were saying. But then it's about serving each other's needs. I mean, even Paul in the book of Galatians um, talks about, you know, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Right. You know, that's the whole purpose behind the church is to be able to encourage and challenge each other, but in doing so, point each other back to who Jesus is. Right. And that's the heart of the church. And I think that at the core, when we look at church— where we get wrong is that our expectations are different from that. Right. Our expectations are about meeting our own needs, you know, and how am I going to benefit from this? Yeah. Um, you know, and, personally, and, and that's where we get, you know, you know personally, off, I, I, I can't think of anything worse for me and my personality than to go to, go to a place, sit in a chair, stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down, listen to a monotone message, get up and leave. Yeah. I can think of nothing worse <laughs> for my personality. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean and you listen to me on the radio you go, yeah, I, I, you probably wouldn't take that very well. No, <laughs> I, I, I don't take that well. And and it's not that I'm saying every church is like that, but, right. but there's a lot of aspects of stand up, sit down, listen. I, I mean, there is. Yeah. Uh, even when I teach class, I, I recognize the students are all different and, and some of them need to be hopping up on one foot while I'm talking. Right. You know, and, and I invite them to. I said, please go do that because this, this class is not about sitting in one place and taking notes all, all the same. It's really about learning, and I want to be sensitive to how we learn. Mm-hmm. And we all learn differently. Right. Yeah. And, and and that's, again, part of what we need to understand. Like, I love what you're going with on the expectations of messy to people. I just think that a, a realistic expectation would be, man, I want to be around people yeah. who know they're sinful because mm-hmm. now we can do something about it right. and, and who will hold me accountable and that I can be... Now, if the church services, if everything about the mechanics of it are not perfect, that's not why I'm there anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. But if I'm only there for the mechanics, I'm in trouble. Well, not only that, almost like we were saying, just like people aren't perfect, churches aren't perfect. Right. You know, if you're looking for the perfect church... Come to mind. No. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. I thought yours was the pretty good church. Yeah, no, I it is. so too. Yeah. yeah, never mind. Don't come to mind. We're just pretty good. Yeah. But you're never going to find a perfect church. You're always going to find a flaw in a church. So don't let that be your excuse either because right. you're not going to find the perfect one. Right. Yeah. Because it's about the people in the church and the people aren't perfect. Yeah. I, 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 last week, there was a new guy at our church and I introduced myself. And he said, well, I'm just church chopping. I said, really? You should go to real estate pages. I mean, I, <laughs> I have no idea. I, you know, what do you mean ch- church shopping? You know what I, he means. I, well, sure I do. But I mean, <laughs> it, it's like I'm looking for, in our town, there's, there's two big food stores. You know, there's Walmart and there's Cops or something. And it's like, well, I don't get what I want at Walmart. I'm going over to Cops. I, it, it's that simple. Mm-hmm. But that's not what church is about. It really isn't. Yeah. If, if you make it about that, you can be in trouble. It, it's not about putting it on the scale or the or the idea that it is a, an event producing place or a, it, it's really about being part of a family and those who aren't a part of the family of God if you're not sure you're even part of the family of God please there, there's online coaches at, at homenet360.com go talk to them that's the start and then to become a part of a group of people who are in God's family that, that's where it's at 
In the second half of Hope Day Radio, we're going to talk about what the church should look like from the way that Jesus had set it up, how he set it up, what the early church looked like, because I think we have to go back to the beginning of the church. And some, many would go back to that early church in Acts 2. So we're going to look at this when we come back on the show. We're going to talk also about the mission, the purpose, what the church should do, what it should look like. I know we have a lot of different services, a lot of different types of church, different denominations out there. Man, how do you start? How do you pick a church? We're going to talk about this when we come back in the second half of HopeNet Radio. Feel like nobody cares? We do. HopeNet360.com has an online crisis chat line powered by Groundwire. A live coach is available to talk right now at HopeNet360.com. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome to the second half of HopeNet Radio. Jeff, DW, Jason with you. This is our 103rd episode. And if you miss any part of this conversation tonight, make sure to go back and listen on the podcast. You can subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. All you got to do is go to HopeNet360.com slash podcast, and you can download all of our past shows, share them with your friends, share this conversation, because a lot of people today, I found guys, have questions about the church. Should I go to church? Why should I go to church? Uh, some people would say, well, we went back to church, or we went to church and checked things out because we got kids now. So we have a generation, though, that's still out there, people who have never stepped foot in a church, any kind of church before. And in this part of the conversation, guys, I want to talk about what the church should look like. And if we actually have something to go back to and, and really template it, because there are a lot of different denominations out there. There are a lot of different uh, forms of church governance and the organizational church idea. It changes from denomination to denomination. Uh, the I might go to the pretty good church, but I know the perfect church is just down the street. And But I, I like the pretty good church. I like feeling pretty good and because I'm not perfect, yeah. so I, I probably fit in better at the pretty good church. Pretty but good people. in reality, that's what we have. That's what we're faced with our culture today. We have so many different churches, church names. Man, how do we make sense of all this? Yeah. I think first and foremost, there has to be a standard for everybody, and that and that's the Bible. Mm-hmm. If if a church is not using the Bible, teaching the Bible, uh, getting you in the Bible yourself so that you can read it and understand it, then I would probably stay away from it because there's no standard. Then the standard changes. Yeah, You have to be careful about what standard any church adopts because uh, there should be. Yeah. It, it's never about an individual. If somebody in the church, I tell you what I do is I, I give people some um, some little test things if they're looking at a church. First of all, I want to know how they treat women. Mm. That That's one of my basic tests. Mm, because sure. all cult leaders treat women terribly uh, through history. Take a look at David Koresh. You take a look at any of the cult leaders through time. What they have done is they have taken and, and somehow used their power for themselves. And, and they've used it to take women especially and use them sexually and use them in any way. I want to know how they treat women. Yeah. Women uh, obviously are part of the body of Christ. They should be respected. We should. It, it's very important that I see how they treat women. I want to see how they treat young people, youth. Uh, Jesus said when young people came on their lap, on his lap, don't turn these people away. It, it's about them. It's about the future. See, young people can't pay for the church. Young people can't. In fact, they mess the church up when they come in. If, if they're true young people and they act like it, kids. But I want to know how the church treats young people. I want to watch that. Yeah. Because they're, again, the least of these in this world and in, in the culture of which they were being written in that day. And likewise, women were the least of these. And, and look how Jesus treated them. So th- those are a couple of indicators. So I, I would look for a church that, that basically was really Bible-centered somehow. Yeah. I mean, I, I would want to go talk to the pastor and, and know that that's what matters. And then I would watch how they treat people in this life that don't have as much. I, I would look for youth clubs. I would look for young people that, that uh, were important to the church. I would look to see if the church is structured to help teach those uh, and have good teachers teaching, that kind of thing. I mean, that's what I would look for if I were looking. And, and then I would look for a place where they might want my giftedness. If I am a believer, if I have my trust in Jesus Christ and I'm part of the family, that, then I want to I wanna help and I want to be a part of something. So I'm looking for a way to use that in a, in a group setting that will multiply my efforts rather than trying to do it all by myself. I, I think those are just right off the top of my head. Uh, those are things. That, would, you, would you add anything to that, Jason? I mean, that's... No, I think I think those hit all the ones that I would think of as as I would look at a church and to get you know because there are situations where you need to find a church you know whether you haven't gone to church and you need to find a church or you move to a different area 
you know, and I think it's important to know what to look for in a church. Yeah. I, I would start with a pretty good name. Uh, you know, you want <laughs> pretty a pretty good, good name. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pretty good church. Yeah. Pretty good church. You yeah. Know, but I, I mean, I would say the key thing is make sure that they're Bible believing and teaching church, um, at their core. And, and you might need to go in and ask questions because not all churches make that easy. That's yeah. right. And, and you may need to watch for a little bit. I right. mean, you, you want to, because we can all on the surface look pretty good. Right. If we want to. Mm-hmm. Right. But that's not about on the surface. In fact, if you come into our place, we can make everything about you. Right. Now, I want to suggest that that's not healthy. Right. And I would say that that shouldn't be the first thing that you look for. I mean, no. just because you're comfortable in a church doesn't necessarily make it a good church. What about coffee? Well, there's always <laughs> gotcha. there's always coffee everywhere else. <laughs> yeah. Coffee is not a bad thing. I'm just saying, you know, there are other things that you want to evaluate the church on. Yeah. It, it isn't really some of those things. And, and you, realizing that it's not going to be perfect, but you want to make sure that the key things are there. Yeah. You know and what, though? The key things. Honestly, in a family, right? Uh, you're looking to, to be a part of something. You're not looking to just be served all the time. If you're right. looking to be served all the time, there is a time where that's appropriate when you're a baby. Right. But but as you get older, you're looking for ways to uh, be a part of this family. Absolutely. And, and you know, just thinking back to my own experience, when I moved to, to college, when I was in college, I went up to Minnesota, I went to Northwestern College. Going into it, I was actually very intentional. I wanted to find a church I get plugged into. But not only that, I wanted to be find community within that church. And so as mm-hmm. I looked at churches, I subconsciously actually went through kind of a list that we just talked about. I wanted to make sure that it was Bible-believing, teaching what the Bible says and what Jesus taught. And then I wanted, you know, if that was there, awesome. You know, that's that's the first thing. And then I wanted to make sure that it was, you know, about doing life together. So if, if they're about the Bible, that knows that I'm going to be falling more in love with who God is because I'll be learning that. But then I wanted to connect with people and I want to make that connection. And because I realized that that's how I grow. Yeah. You know, because that's how God designed it to be. I wanted to be in community with other believers that I knew would challenge me. That's what you need to look at. And so I was able to find a church where, you know, I was being challenged, but then I was also doing life on life right. with, with other families that I got to know. And, and I'm still, you know, really close with them today, even though I'm no longer part of that quote unquote church, they're still part of my church family right. because we still, from afar, encourage each other and challenge each other and that sort of stuff. And that's to me, that's the picture of the church. Yeah, so if you were going to a church where you could go in and say, I just want people to make sure when I walk in here that, that they just gush all over me, make sure that, that I'm really welcome, make sure that you know this service is about how I like it, it wouldn't have lasted very long probably. No, I mean, it would be nice at the start because they'd be all about you, but there, beyond that, it would be, it'd almost get sick of it because you wouldn't go anywhere. A healthy church is all about God. Right. It's not all about me. Exactly. Whoa, that, you know, that's what we have to adjust to. If you want to go find a church, find one that's about God. Right. Yeah, and that's, when you say that, you know, to someone who's never been into a church before, they kind of say, well, what does that look like? And so when we look at Acts 2, when we go back, see, I know there are a lot of first churches, first Baptist church, first Christian church, first Assembly of God church, whatever, first Catholic church. I'm sure there's first a first pretty good church. Yeah, first pretty good church. But the first church, the early <laughs> church that we know of, as far as the template goes, or at least an example of what that looked like. Uh, Jesus talked about this day when the Spirit would come upon that Jesus had to go away so that the Helper could come, so that the Comforter could come. And that was His Spirit. His Spirit then came alive. It was, I think it was somewhere between 20 and 40 days. I'm not exactly sure the day period between that time and when the Spirit came uh, of, you know, Jesus' resurrection. But there was this time, this day, they called the Day of Pentecost, and it was this day where all these guys were gathered, the apostles, the disciples were all in this upper room and the Spirit fell on them and they began to uh, say things and, and act in a way that was just profoundly different from what anybody ever saw. And from that, God established what would become the church, the first church. And it says this, and I'm looking in Acts 2, after Peter preached the, Peter preached this sermon, and I'll go back and talk about this, Peter preached this sermon basically ended with the, the phrase and the saying, to save yourselves from this crooked generation, and the people believed what Peter said, they were baptized, and the church grew about 3,000 people in a day. So they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to sharing in meals, 
and to prayer. And they, you know, they shared everything. They had things in common. Uh, they shared, they sold their property, their possessions. They shared the money with those in need. And every day they worshiped together and they met in their homes. So this was the early church and it kind of began this movement, really what we have today. Now I know you look out and you think, well, we have a ton of different churches out there. How do you pick which church it was? Well, when you look at what the early church was about, find a church that kind of matches this and it might take you some time, but look for the elements that should be present in every church. And that is number one, prayer. I think it's so important to be to know what it means to pray, to have an aspect of prayer, to have an aspect of worship, worshiping God. Again, a church has to be all about God, of fellowship. So that community that Jason talked about, having community, is important, even for introverts. It's important to know who your friends are, who the people around you, uh, what they can help you with. Maybe there's something you have a need for. We help meet each other's needs. So there's kind of a, a horizontal approach to church, just like there is a vertical part. Uh, there's, there has to be teaching, and there has to be service. You have to mobilize people. Again, the, the part of Ecclesia that Jason talked about, not only was people that gathered together, but they were united together for one common purpose. And that is, again, to carry out the mission of God and what God had called us out of our old selves and our old life to do for his glory, for his kingdom. So we'll continue this conversation when we come back. Join us on the tweet back. Use the hashtag HNRTB. And this conversation will continue here on HopeNet Radio. If you're going through something tonight, a live coach is waiting to talk to you at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at HopeNet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Welcome back to the show. Connect with us right now. We are on Twitter. Use the hashtag HNRTV. Also, tonight, check out tonight's show notes at HopeNet360.com. This is where we have links and things we talk about, some tweets from you guys, from us. Uh, it's just a kind of a collection of a lot of different things that we talk about in tonight's conversation. Is that a linky tweet? Kind of a linky tweet. A linky tweet. A linky tweet. Yeah, links and tweets. Not a leaky one. If you one. combine both of them, you'd have a linky tweet. A linky tweet. Yeah. <laughs> nice. We can invent something new. <laughs> there we go. A linky tweet. Well, we already have something new. Nobody else has a tweet back. We have something new. We have a linky tweet back? Now we're getting a little complicated. We are. Yeah, five times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> Come on. I thought I had Linky tweet back. Linky tweet back. I think I heard Bear's Wind in there. No, I don't think no, so. No, never. <laughs> you, might, you might have heard a watermelon in there, but not Bear's Wind. <laughs> anyway, connect with us on the show. Share your thoughts. This is a hot topic. There's so many different ideas of what church is. We're talking about church in our Faith Fundamentals series. And it, it's one of those where I think it's been one of those most contested things through generations and decades and centuries of, you know, not only what is church, what, you know, how should church function? What does the leadership look like? Uh, many different ideas, a lot of different things that have happened through history. Many problems, many church splits have happened. So you started out with a bunch of people getting together and then all of a sudden, you know, just business and, and yuck sin creeps in and people break apart and, and kind of go off and there's a lot of different things have happened through history to get us to where the church is today. And we're not going to touch on that because we don't have the time today to go through the history of the church. But when you look at the original church, you look at the foundation of where do we go back to when we, when we try to think about simplistically think about what church really looks like, we go back to Acts. And the book of Acts talks a lot about what that early church looked like, how it functioned, things that happened in the history of the early church there. And one thing that stands out to me, and Dave, you brought this up in Acts 5, talking about a couple of guys, Ananias and Sapphira, some really interesting events took place in the early church. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, you know, when you look at Acts chapter 5, you realize that the church was very involved in helping meet the needs of people who had needs. And that's what the church really should be about, because it's a family. So if a family member has a need, you basically do what you can to help them. That's that's kind of the rule of good families. Being a church, that's what they were doing. And there were actually people going out and selling their property and selling various things to get, make sure that the church could meet the needs of those who were needy. I am sure that those who sold property were probably well-esteemed. I mean, look at him, how much he loves people and God. I mean, that's not probably why they did it, but they did it. And and it's really hard in our life to not notice who's doing something like that. I mean, it, it, you notice it. Well, there was this couple, Ananias and Sapphira, and they decided, the Bible tells us, that they were going to sell a piece of property. But then they were going to give only part of it to the church, 
but they were going to make it look like they gave it all to the church. They wanted to be on the in crowd here. They wanted to pretend. They wanted to to look like they were a part of that elite group. And so, so they actually did do that. And Ananias came first and he presented it and he made it look like it was all the money for the property. And, and immediately he was asked, is, is that all? Peter asked him, is, is that all? Yes. And Peter said to him, why has Satan filled you? And he walked out and God struck him dead. I mean, God struck him dead right there. Hmm. It was amazing. Then his wife came later. They asked her, was that all the amount that was given? I mean, was that all the amount you had for it? And, and she agreed. So then they knew that she had lied with him. And he asked him the same question. She died immediately. Now, now I find that remarkable. God made a very, very poignant statement at the very beginning of the church saying, one of the things I really don't want you to make church is a place where you go and play games with relationships. You, you don't play games with this. Jason, when you're thinking about Ananias and Sapphira, what do you think they thought the church was in order to go through this elaborate scheme? What, what do you think? Just try and get in their heads and figure, why would this be something that they would want to do in the first place? It's hard to tell, you know, but I mean, obviously they weren't in it for the right reasons. They, they had this piece of land and they wanted to keep some from themselves. It wasn't about other people at the end of the day. Is it wrong to want to keep something for yourself? Not necessarily. No. So the, the sin here wasn't that they kept it for themselves. Right. The sin was they were trying to make an appearance. Right. Which would be hypocritical. Right. Exactly. They right. wanted to look good. So to them, church was about appearances. Mm. To them, church was about status. Yeah. To them, church was about what other people thought of them. Yeah. Uh, remember the other story in the Bible that talks, Jesus was talking in the, and the, uh, there was a Pharisee giving money and, and making a big deal about, look how much I give. And, and, and there was, a beggar, yeah, or widow's mite, or whatever it was. Which one really gave? The widows right. did. Well, all of us, there are ways that we make things about us, and what we've talked about throughout the program has been a healthy church is not about Dave Wager, it's about God. Mm-hmm. It's not about Dave Wager, it's about family. It's about people that are in the church that are family. And, and when we start trying to make it about us, we're going to be disappointed because it's not. And I think that's what Ananias and Sapphira did. They were, they were trying to make it about their status. They were trying to fit in. They were trying to be a leader maybe and, and have everybody go, wow, these people are spiritual, man. They love God and all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. When in reality, they were lying. Yeah. Now, I don't think, now, the Bible doesn't say, so this is my own speculation, but, but I don't think if they came and said, we sold our property, we want to give three quarters of it you know, to the church for helping the poor. I don't think that would have mattered. I don't think they would have got slammed. I I don't think anything, because they just would have been honest in what they were doing. So if somebody's thinking that, oh, yeah, either you give all your money to God or that, I don't think that was the issue here. I really think the issue was I made this new church about me. I made it about impressions. Mm -hmm. I made it about how I am perceived and I, I'm playing the role of hypocrite, and it was so obvious that that's what was going on that God said, I really don't want that to be the basis of the new church. Yeah. And so, bam, I'm slamming that one. Along with that, I, I fully agree with you, Dave. I think this is one of those examples where it's hard to say whether or not Ananias and Sapphira would not be in heaven. I, I would think that, I would hope, you know, if they're they're fully in Christ, that their salvation would be secure. But I also look at it, and that's not really discussed in it, but that's one of those questions that comes up is, well, okay, God struck them dead, but are they in hell then? You know, and that's a different question. But those questions kind of come up. God in our, strikes everyone it, dead. Yeah. <laughs> at some point, we are going to die. I mean, I, I, every human that ever died, it's, it's God who calls that right. one. But he did it in a dramatic f- fashion here to right. teach something. Right. But But everybody who dies, dies because God allows it or plans it. Right. And so what what God is doing here is he is establishing that my power is behind this. So remember, the church started out at the first gathering where the Spirit of God fell upon them. This is the same Spirit that was in Jesus when he walked on the earth, when he did his miracles, when he taught, when everything happened in Jesus' life. It's the same Spirit that was within Christ that now is in the church. It's within us, and we are the church. I think it's important. It's not a me-church mentality, but it's important to know that while church can be relinquished to a social setting, a building, or some kind of a structure, a physical church, uh, it's much more than that. The church itself is you, it's me, each of us bringing our gifts, bringing our worship to God, bringing us underneath the authority of Christ. And so it, it then 
offers us an opportunity to maybe get a piece of land or buy a building so that ministry, the work of God, can take place and so we can function in a way that uh, works, that's efficient. So that's that's something to kind of make a distinction of as well, that the early church may not have had a building, it may not have had you know a bunch of felt characters cut out and put on a, a felt board or whatever, you may not have had you know big projectors or large screens or smoke or whatever, but looking at the early church, it still gives us that template of things that they have in common and things that we should still be seeing and many of our churches are seeing today, healthy churches that have worship, prayer, teaching, uh, evangelism, people going out and sharing the good news. So these are all things that are important, that are essential, and yet the church, yes, it does, it has issues, but it's also one of those where it's important for each of us as Christians to go back and to say, okay, what part do I play in the church? And I want to talk about this when we come back on the show. Remember to connect with a live coach anytime, especially maybe this is a difficult conversation for you. Maybe church to you has been an uncomfortable thing of your past. Go and chat with a live coach right now at HopeNet360.com. This conversation will continue here on HopeNet Radio. Love HopeNet Radio? Stay in contact all week long at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Welcome back to the show. Wrapping things up here on HopeNet Radio. So we're glad that you've joined us here for this conversation. Lots of great tweets. Lots of great emails have come in. It's been fun to really talk about the church, the mission of the church, some of the purpose of the church, some of the history of the church, how it began. Because I think when we look out today, we want to make it as simple and, and as easy as possible for people to find out what it means to be in a relationship with a loving God, of a caring God, a God who sent his own son to this world to not only change the world, but to change me, to change you, and to build a new life on what was once a very broken, a very, for many of us, it's, it's been a very dirty, very uh, forgettable past. Let's just put it that way. So for many of us, new life in Christ really is new life. That's what it's supposed to be. And so how do we communicate this? How do we then live? Well, it's so important as a Christian, as a Christ follower, that we are involved in a local church, even though we already are a part of the universal church, the Christian family that we are, uh, but that we also are a part of a local community to pour in, to share our gifts, to share our own talents for the kingdom of God. So how do we do that? Well, that's what the church is supposed to be. It's, it's supposed to be a place where we don't just pour in ourselves, but that we pour out our hearts, we, we build that relationship, we go and we get maybe inspired, maybe we hear from God at church, not that we can't hear from Him throughout the week, but we go to a place, we go and pour out our gifts, we go and serve, and we go and, and fulfill the Great Commission to go forth and to share the gospel with the whole world and to go and communicate this life-changing message. So that's what we're talking about. There's no perfect church out there. I think uh, some of my final thoughts are for those who are looking for a local church, who are looking to get maybe plugged into a church, don't worry about finding a perfect church. I think many of them are what we would call a first pretty good church. We've talked about the pretty good church or the almost nice church or the pretty nice church. I mean, there's different names we would like to throw out for these, but there really isn't a perfect church. It's not even a perfect denomination because again, we're all people. We all fall short of God's glory. So one of my final thoughts for tonight's show, guys, is that there isn't a perfect church. There's there's going to be times when it's messy, where it's imperfect, where, yeah, I might get hurt because we talked about this as well, accountability, the things that a church should be doing. Church should also be a place of correction, right? I mean, we need to be okay with being corrected. I think that's something that every Christian needs to have, and that's what community does. It's one thing community does anyway, guys. Yeah. You know, it, church is really, again, we go back to family. It's, it's you know, I tell you what, I, I have a, family and I'm married and so I have extended family on my wife's side and it's all family and it, I may get irritated by an uncle or something I'm you know you don't know that I might do that but I'm telling you what if you came in and started wailing on my uncle you're going to get in trouble it, because this is my family we're talking about here and I, I because it's family I know all of the ins and outs and all the you know but I'm going to defend them. I'm going to be a part of their lives. I'm going to work with them because they're my family. Mm -hmm. That's what a church needs to be. We need to know that. We need to know we've got each other's backs. We, yeah. we need to know that we want what's best for each other. And 
And that's what's different about the church and the non-church world. When we first started in Christian camping, one of the amazing things to me was how the Christian camps all worked together. They gave each other all their secrets. They helped each other get started. They did whatever they needed to to help each other. That was so different than a business world mm. who, who keeps secrets and, and does things. And See, what, what I was experiencing was the universal church in a way. We want to make people successful. Yeah. And we have said it so often on the program. One of the goals that older Christians need to have with younger Christians is to do what they can to help them be successful. Yeah. That's what the church is about. But you need to be there so that the older Christians can do it. You need to be a part of it so that the older Christians can be a part of it. And some of you might be saying, well, I, I am and no older Christians pay attention. Yeah, I'm not sure that everybody gets this purpose of the church, so you start being the purpose. You start doing it right. Yeah. You start being in the Bible. You start serving. Mm-hmm. And and then go and be a part of a local church that we said is Bible-centered. Is it, you know That's what they're doing. Uh, they're known for their prayer. They're known for, for, for loving people. In other words, making people successful. Go look for a church to be participating in there and realize, okay, uh, on any given day, there are going to be people that act like, people and they're going to do things they shouldn't do mm-hmm. that doesn't negate anything in fact it's it's maybe even more of a reason why you should be there and be a part of what's going on yeah and i would say you know the, the more real you could be you know the better i mean the church is really about just being real kind of like what you're just saying dave that it, it's life on life you know and so just be real with one another so that you can encourage and challenge each other you know i re- referenced a verse in galatians before you know, but our hope is to bear one another's burdens, you know, and so when life happens, which it does, and when we're, when we, when we screw up, which we will, um, we can be there to point each other towards Jesus and, and help each other, pick each other back up and just get us back right on track because that's, that's our whole, that's our whole mission here to love God and to love others. And, and that's what the picture of the church, church is and, and should be. And so if you're not part of a church, I would challenge you, you know, start looking for a church. You know, we talked a little bit earlier in one of the segments on, on some key things you should look for in a church. But at the end of the day, you know, it's it's really not about, you know, the preaching style. It's really not about the worship style. Um, just get with people that you can actually do life on life with so that you can be speaking into each other's lives and speaking truth. And I think you you will really enjoy then what the church was meant to be. Yeah, and it's also important to say, too, if you're not actually reading the Bible, then going to a church probably won't change you itself, and it it will probably leave you with more questions, and you may just struggle to get plugged into a church. I think it's, if I can encourage you to go anywhere, it's just reading through the book of Acts. See what happened in that early church. See how they functioned. See what things took place. And as you're looking for a church, just be in prayer. Just pray, God, just bring me to the right place. I'm not looking for the perfect church. I'm not looking for the one that makes me the most comfortable. Uh, but I'm looking for a church that I can really pour into and that I can really learn about you and grow in my faith and that will help me to just navigate this life, this complicated time of, of reality that I'm here in this world. It's It can be confusing. It can be discouraging. Some places in this world are very heartless. They're very cold. Uh, a lot of times, the place that we're looking for hope the most, it turns out to fail us in this world. In reality, hope really exists in the church. You can't really be a Christian and not love the church. I think it's one of those things that stands out to me and something that I wrestled with for some of those years where you're a young adult is that that it's one of those things where I feel like I can be my, a Christian and not go to a church. I can, you know, be the church and not, you know, have to go on Sunday mornings. I think for a time I was not loving the church. I was angry with the church. I was bitter with the church because from my perception, the church was just doing a lot of things wrong. Yeah, you know what? I, one of the important things to realize is when there's great love and expectation, there's also great disappointment when it doesn't fulfill. Hmm. And and that's in every relationship. Yeah. So that's why the church can, can be so volatile to some people, because it is really an important relationship. And when, that, when an important relationship um, disappoints us, it's devastating to us. And, and I understand that. But that doesn't mean that you don't work to getting the relationship back to where it should be. You don't abandon the relationship. That's what our culture does. Don't do that. Continue to work through it and make it a better place. Yeah, and I think it's, I want to point this out too as we wrap up the show. You can be committed to church. You can go to a church, but you can also not be committed to Christ at the same time. But on the other hand, you can't be committed to Christ and not be committed to church. I think it's it's really important to look at 
what it means to be a Christian. The church is a part of that. You are a part of the church. You need to go and you need, you have unique giftings. You have unique abilities. You have some wisdom and insight. You have experience that other people need to know about. Maybe you've been down that road of addiction and depression and just feeling like there is no hope left in this world. And then you find Christ and now you can come in and you can walk with another young person and say, Hey, I've tried all these things. I've looked for answers. This world doesn't have the answer that I was looking for. It doesn't have hope. It doesn't have satisfaction. It doesn't last. It's temporary. And when I found Christ, I came into a relationship that changed my life. And that's what the church is all about, helping young people, helping anyone discover what it means to live in relationship with God. That's what it's meant to do. That's all what it's all about is that we come in relationship with God, we focus on God, and then we are sent out. We are to go and to change this world, not by our power, but by the power that is within us in the church. That's God's spirit. So I want to encourage you with that. Connect with us. If you have questions about this, we would love to hear from you. You can email us anytime at hope at hopenet360.com. You can also jump on the tweet back. If you're on Twitter, use the hashtag HNRTB. Join the tweet back and be a part of this conversation. I'm sure you have a lot of questions. You can also chat with the live coach about some of those questions at hopenet360.com. And also our show notes are posted there from tonight's episode. So for all of us here on the show, thanks for joining us, being part of this conversation. We'll see you guys online and next week. Bye. Later. 